Hello, and welcome to the Healing Dreams Project, exploring projective dream work for your health and wholeness with hosts Billy Ortiz and Dr. Royce Fitz. I am the producer Viviana, and today we are going to explore one of Billy's dreams. Yay, Billy! Yeah, so this is a dream that I had um, March 23rd, and my very dear friend Donna Remert had passed away just um, about six weeks before, and I was so excited when she showed up in my dream. It was it was it was inc incredibly exciting and and thrilling and and made me scared and nervous all at the same time. So I'll read a bit of it, and you can jump in wherever you want and whatever comes to your mind. Okay, so I titled it. Donna appears. So I, I need to check. You said we could jump in any time. Well, let me read the whole thing and then just jump okay. into any part okay. of it. That's what I meant. I should have said it that way. Good to know, dreamer. <laughs> okay, so I'm waiting on the side of the road at Canyon and the end of Arapahoe near the bridge that leads to my old office at 250 Arapahoe. I'm with someone, maybe Patty. Donna drives up in an SUV and it looks like her Lexus. I get in the passenger seat and I start talking to her and then I realize I didn't ask how she was feeling. And I say, how are you feeling, Donna? Last time I saw you, you were hooked up to all a lot of machines. She sort of sidesteps the question and just continues driving, but I can tell that she's a little hurt that I didn't ask how she was feeling. It seems like we're headed to brunch. So parentheses, like the parenthesis little in the footnote. In this dream, it feels like Donna is still alive. And of course, the last time I saw her, she was not in the hospital and not hooked up to machines. So then I'm at a gathering of people in a house I don't recognize in waking life. Throughout the house, there are random people lying on the floor, sleeping by themselves, each with a pillow and a blanket. And I sit at a table with Laura, Patty, and Karen, and others, and I, tell, I start telling them about my dream with Donna, which is a frequent thing that happens in my dreams where I tell about the dream ahead before that. Patty, um, okay, Patty and Karen and others, and I start telling them about my dream with Donna. Then I look across the table and I see Donna sitting there. She looks great. I'm shocked, happy, scared, sad, and thrilled all at the same time. Then I realize that I'm the only one that can see her. And I start describing her clothes to the others and I tell everyone she's wearing a silk purple knee length vest with stripes and geometric patterns and a purple blouse and her hair and glasses look beautiful. At first, she doesn't really say anything doesn't even smile. Then she starts telling me that she ran into some obstructions and describes it like a construction zone where she had to go over large objects like pipes and concrete dividers. At first, I'm thinking she's talking about waking life as I'm picturing her walking on a driveway. Then I realize she's talking about going to the other side. And she says, I finally got my pavers and she holds up her left hand to show me a pair of suede-like hand-stitched shoes that look a lot like moccasins. The understanding is that this was some kind of reward or acknowledgement of an accomplishment. Then I start talking to, other, to another woman in the gathering sitting on the steps. She looks to be mid-40s with dark shoulder-length hair. And she's very impressed that I was able to see Donna. And I think to myself, maybe I could work as a medium <laughs> since Donna came to me clearly as though she were sitting right there. Then the woman holds up a couple of handmade crudely, crudely sewn dolls that are human figures, but the head is very small in comparison to the length and width of the body. The arms and legs are very long and skinny and the adult doll is about 10 inches long. The child doll is about four inches. They remind me of the aliens at the end of the movie E.T. Actually, I meant um, 
close, close encounters. Close encounters, yeah. Um, they're, they're made of some very basic type of natural material, almost like burlap. And I tell the woman that these dolls are from the first dream, and that, they're, that there were other dolls in that dream as well. The understanding is that these are the actual dolls from the dream, not dolls made to re represent what was in the dream. I tell the woman that the other dolls in the first dream were a lot like Russian nesting dolls. End of dream. Let's all just be silent for a second because <laughs> that's all we can dream. do. Yeah, in honor. That's right. In honor of the dream. Um, well, yeah, I whoops. Don't, I don't know, Donna. Royce knows Donna. Little so bit. my first impulse would be just, um, I need some descriptors of Donna. Okay, Donna was um, one of the most creative, inventive, unique, funny, didn't even though she didn't know she was funny, one of those kind of people, she's just funny because this is her personality, uh, very loving, caring, motherly. In fact, I adopted her as my soul mother because she was much more a mother to me than my birth mother ever was um she was great because i used to call her my press agent she she would go around telling people have you heard what billy's doing lately here here's a flyer here, hey you got to come to the retreat this is a great this is such a wonderful wonderful event and she was constantly handing out cards and postcards and brochures for me lovingly and also, the other thing I respected about her very much was she was very supportive, but she also was had really important creative cr criticism that I needed to hear. Like, mm -hmm. okay, Billy, that particular part of that workshop, that didn't work. You know, nobody was happy there. And I heard some bad comments and, you know, I just got to let you know, that was not a good, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's good to hear. Because, you know, you want to, and which was a lot like Jeremy was the same way, like he was my adopted father. So it's kind of like um, that really important, caring, responsive feedback that you need to hear from someone in a parental kind of role. So that's Donna. We had, and we had a lot of fun together. We just, we did, we traveled together. We um, had shared a lot of meals and uh, hotel rooms and events and things together. It was just, we were just always, she was just like one of my buddies for a long time. So, um, you've meant, so for more context, assuming, or perhaps not assuming the listeners know where you are when you have these, you, you gave street names but you're in Boulder. Yes, Boulder, okay. Colorado. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Arapa is a very, very long street that goes all, all through Boulder County. It stretches out to where I live now and about 11, 12 miles outside of Boulder, goes across pretty much stretches from east to west all through Boulder County. Very, very big, long street. And, I, and for many, many years, I worked for a, um, a lawyer. I was a personal assistant for him for many years. And we had a beautiful office up at 250 Rabbit, which is right at the base of the canyon, Boulder Canyon, like right before you leave the city and you go into the mountains. Um, that's where this office was located. So the the uh, very first stream starts right at that corner, right where the city ends and the canyon starts. And you mentioned uh, Patty and Laura and Karen, I believe. Ah. <laughs> right. So Patty and Karen and uh, Laura are all my very close friends. And when Donna was alive, we would, we were kind of like the group, you know, we're, was, we were like the buds, you know, we got together. That's what we did. We used to go up to uh, Donna's son's condo in Vail, Colorado, and just get away and do art and have fun and make food and you know, hang out together and do dreams. And we called ourselves the Vale Vixens at that time because it was just our getaway thing. And so um, 
Patty's a very close friend. Um, she's been doing dreams with me for many years. I met her, oh gosh, I don't know how many, probably 15 years ago. And Karen, the same. I met Karen in probably like 2007. Um, very close, dear friends. We do a lot of dreams and artwork together. And, and Laura, the same. Um, we're all like, you know, just our commonality is that we all love metaphor, symbol, dreams, and we love to do collage and artwork and hang out together and laugh. <laughs> we like to laugh together too. Um, I noticed that you said something about like, uh, like dreams have their own logic. And so as I was experiencing that this dream, as the dreamer was sharing, it, uh, it feels like, sounds like that I start in one part of the dream and then I move into, and then I'm talking, I'm still dreaming, but I'm talking about the earlier dream. And mm -hmm. it, is that correct? Yes. That's a very, very common thing that happens in my dreams where I have a dream and then as though I move into another location, another scenario, I start talking to those people about that first dream. And, and I, which is an, a form of lucidity, really, when you think about it, because I'm talking about a dream, even though I'm still dreaming, but it feels as though I'm awake in that second dream. Mm -hmm. And I go, by the way, let me tell you about this dream. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so that's what's happening here. I'm sitting at the table going, and then I had this dream, you know, about Donna, and she comes up in her Lexus, and and then, mm -hmm. then I look across the table, and there she is. There's Donna. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very common to happen. That's a very typical thing that happens in my dreams. Yeah, that's it's very common. And you're and and just to reflect a bit how how uh, it, it dreams um, come at within many levels of being, mm -hmm. and and so in this dream. I have perhaps at least two, if not more dreams all in one. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And a visitation too. So like you can mm -hmm. add that to the piece. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. very fascinating how that happens very frequently mm -hmm. with me where I'm telling somebody about a dream that I just had. And then I wake up and I go, wow, there was like two or three layers to that. Like mm -hmm. talking about a dream and about a dream and then a dream and a dream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the lucid, lucidity, the mediumship, mm -hmm. the dream, the sharing of dreams with friends, which happens in real life. And yeah, so if it were my dream, hmm. I love how I'm the passenger and my very trusted friend slash mother figure right. adopted mother figure mm -hmm. comes and picks me up so it's somebody that I very much oof, admire um, I feel cared for I feel I, I completely trust her to be in the driver's seat and she picks me up at the same time I feel regret that I didn't ask how she was feeling so I, I wonder if there are any regrets, any regrets as knowing now that Donna has passed, are there any regrets that I might have mm. as the dreamer? That's a very complex question because um, she, she really, really suffered the last like two and a half, three years of her life. Um, she just, her, health just failed it was like right around when the pan she always had some issues and but right when the pandemic hit like early 2020 um and she was isolated and we couldn't go and see her until our my friends and i had become vaccinated and then we finally went and, and i could tell immediately the, the the complete decline that had happened with her health and her body and everything and part of it was she was suffering from different medical and physical problems but also she was such an extrovert you know 
Donna was like, you know, she was always the one that was organizing the next luncheon and she was on a board of directors and she was putting together another event and that that's what she really thrived on. And um, I think my projection was is that part of her decline had to do with that, that she just couldn't be around people for for that length of time, the early, early parts of the pandemic, if people remember, like it was just shut down, things were just shut down all over. And we were all so scared to, you know, even try to get near, I mean, she was in her 80s. So, you know, we didn't want to come and bring any, transmit anything, make her ill. But I noticed a big difference in her, her whole body and her whole, um, uh, you know, just, she just declined so much. And I, I, uh, it was shocking, actually, to have that length of time where we hadn't seen each other. Um, so yeah, so a whole lot of my relationship with her with her was, how are you doing? And she would have this long list about things that were going wrong. And you have to, you know, take a breath and listen. And it's like with anybody in their 70s or 80s, you got to just, you know, oh, and how are your knees? How are you on that. How's your back? And you know, have you been sleeping and have you been how many so that has to be like the first like 3040 minutes of your conversation. But with Donna it got more and more. Um, it just became the only conversation we had for a while, and that was difficult um, because you know I f- felt hopeless i'm like how can I help you i've done everything I can to help you and really can't do anything else after a while um so it became like a. I put this it I could tell that the pain went deeper than physical it was certainly much more of a metaphor for my again this is a projection but my projection was that my friend Donna was expressing all this pain that was came from a much deeper place than just the physical piece and maybe spiritual wounding um you know I don't know so that's where I have to ask myself, where does that show up in me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Billy the dreamer. Cause you know, she's showed up in my dream. So. Well, and thank you for being, um, for being attuned to yourself, to ask yourself that question in front of all of us, right. uh, <clears throat> because this dream is about Donna and this dream in, is about me. Right. Yeah, and and in fact, the the aspects that I'm reminded of about Donna in in all of her glory are mm-hmm. also a reflection of me, and vice versa. So I I am this uh, I I am all of the above in this dream. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotta own it. <laughs> I don't know. I know that. I I wonder if there are other people in my life that maybe I should show more care and attention. Myself included. Yeah. Well, c- certainly. Um yes, it's a wake up call to listen to my body, to listen to my uh emotional needs and and that was one of the things that was so beautiful about Donna. She did have that helper piece you know which i know i have as well it's like how are you know she was always looking out for everybody else and was very much a mom and a caregiver throughout all her life and i think that last part of her life the last four to five years probably she turned more of that toward in inward like you know i'm the one suffering now i'm the one that needs help and what I know from being, because anybody that knows anything about the Enneagram, <laughs> is that the helper type, um, we th- are confused why nobody else helps us as much as we help other people. You know, there's that kind of feeling of like, I'm crying on in pain, but nobody gets it. <laughs> that this is, the, you know, because it's like a sacrificial kind of piece. And the helpers, the number two in the Enneagram, the helper, has a lot to do with um, self-sacrificing to the point of depletion, mm. you know? So 
it's a it is a wake up call for me when I see and hear and re reflect on what my last few years with Donna were was like I'm like oh my god she's in so much pain and I really wish there was something else I could do to help and most of the time I couldn't you know it's like what can we do so both and well in my dream um and uh and this feels important to lift up for all the listeners when we have a powerful dream like this of someone who has deceased mm -hmm. and they show up and they show up in such a prominent manner like in this dream this mm -hmm. is a very rich show up yeah. of uh, of a deceased person and there are all these elements in that uh occur in this dream that are so accurate of what the waking life has been with uh donna in this case right. uh, because as the dreamer describes uh all of these minute details of uh hanging out with each other yeah and 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 then hanging out again with each other and then talking with this woman that in my dream i don't know and yet i'm talking about these um uh dolls mm -hmm. that that uh occur in one part of the dream and then another part of the dream and they're somewhat different so wh where i want to go it in is that this kind of a dream invites so much uh, assumption and projection that this is indeed a visitation. Yeah. So everything is so easy to take literal. Right. And, and while I believe that there most often, maybe always, is a literal strain in dreams, uh, that's not you know, as we've often talked about, that's not why the dream comes. We already know that. However, we get so enraptured by the, you know, all of the, you know, this amazing visitation that we lose sight of the other levels. And that's why in my dream, I'm having at least two dreams in one. Mm -hmm. I'm having this glorious visitation that my heart wants to take literal and then I move into this other aspect. And so I'm talking about the dream, the mm -hmm. first dream. And so that kind of helps to ground me. So in my dream, this is not about a double negative. This is not about not having a visitation. Mm -hmm. you know, okay. Right. You know, let's, whatever our understanding of the cosmology of cosmology in the universe Okay, let's call this a visitation. Well, what is new in this for me that uh, is uh, uh, being invited for me to explore that has all of these elements and facets? And what is new in this that also is about more than me? Mm. That this dream is coming for my tribe, my family, my community. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a lot said there. Yeah. Um, yes, I agree. It can never be just one or the other. It's both and. Um, so if yes, it's a vis visitation dream. And yes, it's a dream about me seeing my projection and Donna. Um, what I find interesting about the fact that, you know, the latter part of the second dream, I'm talking about these dolls which do not appear in the first dream. So there must've been some dream in between there or something that happened, mm -hmm. I, who knows, uh, but that seems- so, so let's underline that. There must've been another part of the dream or another dream inside of this dream. Right. So that's important in how our, in the depths of our unconscious. So right. thanks for saying that. And cause I, because I mention it, but there's no mention of the dolls in, in in the first dream but it seems like to be a very very important part because i because as i said it's not like these are not just representations of something in the dream these are the actual dolls from the dream that make like i've manifested them somehow um which seems very very powerful um 
And the other thing that I continue to, to be so fascinated by this thing about the pavers, the shoes, she calls them pavers. I have no idea what that's about, but they look like little moccasins. And that was one thing that Donna and I, Donna often would give me her old shoes because, you know, she got to a point, we had exactly the same size foot. And every, as she got older, any kind of heel of any type at all, she did, said, okay, I can't wear these anymore. Do you want these? I said, okay, sure. So I have like all of these shoes from Donna. Like, and this is a necklace from her too. This is her uh, gift that she gave me. So there, so there's um, um, something about the shoes and the dream seemed important. Like that, like she had a, acquired some kind of, um, as I say in the dream, like it, it's a recognition of some kind of accomplishment, some kind of uh, level of award or something. She goes, I finally got my pavers and she holds them up. I don't know what that means. I'm very puzzled by that. Shoes immediately for me. I mean, that's huge. <laughs> Souls. Um, I'm, I'm the next Donna. I'm, I'm embodying so much of Donna every day now and, and mm -hmm. how I walk, the way I walk, what I wear. It, it, it's, uh, and I wonder if the clothes that were described or that I described wearing a silk purple knee length vest, stripes and geometric patterns and a purple blouse. So how, how much of that also represents me today? I'm wearing a scarf today also. Uh, it just says to me, it's almost like I'm, I have... I am somehow living the 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 next generation mm. of or, of Donna, like Donna 2.0 or something. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> she had such great style, and we would, in fact, the first like 15 minutes we got together, we were talking about our clothes. We'd talk, wait, oh God, that's beautiful. Gee, where did you? Oh, I could, you know, we, and we'd borrow things back and forth all the time because we had very very similar tastes. Um, so yeah, it's right. I love that idea. Like, you know, I'm carrying, I'm gonna, I've been wearing this, this for those people that are not are listening rather than viewing. It's a jade pendant, that circular pendant that I'm wearing that was a gift from Donna that um, is very precious to me. And it, and it just kind of, it holds a lot of her essence. And so I wear it every time I do dream work now. The dolls for me, represent I can't help but go to voodoo you know <laughs> yeah, it's, which right. is another sort of layer I mean voodoo sounds weird but it is another way it's like mediumship and um I mean all these elements of this of the conscious right. when we explore when I explore my conscious mind I think that that's just another sort of chapter if I were studying the subconscious, unconscious, and mm -hmm. intuition in general. Right, right. It's helpful to hear that. I, I don't remember the word that I want to use, so I'll use another word. But these little dolls that are representing beings, and in my dream, it, mm -hmm. uh, it kind of reminds me of close encounters of mm -hmm. the aliens. And I would... For me, in my dream, I would say that's what it reminds me of. This actually is, in my dream, a, a fetish mm -hmm. that, you know, in the ancient world, how uh, we would, you know, as humans, would create these um, yes. um, fetishes, sometimes having human form, sometimes out of cottonwood roots, sometimes out of uh, plants. Um, and, and so this appears. And so when I heard Viviana say, um, more of the medium ship, uh, that that seems to be a theme that is, uh, uh, within me to, uh, notice my, and, and notice the ways that the veils are thin between worlds mm -hmm. and and that um, I may be being asked in a sense 
inside myself to myself <laughs> to to be curious even more about how I might uh, somehow walk uh, yeah. in both worlds or in multiple worlds. At least you know we can take that metaphorically and or literally. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I I I do have a few dolls that I you know hold on to that I think have special energy within them and um then i'm reminded of the story of vasalisa where she her mother gives her a doll on her deathbed and that's her it represents her intuition throughout the whole story i won't go into the whole thing but it's yes it's it's a very they're very powerful it, it can be very powerful to um understand and hold that as as the um object of like you said the intuition and and whatever it's yeah so i i i it's it's fascinating that i talk so much about the dolls at the end and then i'm like well where do they show up in the dream before so there must be other layers that i you know because you every time we record a dream we're recording what we can remember but there's many other layers that are happening at the same time so and this I, room uh, sorry go ahead viviana just the word layers i i tell the woman that the other dolls in the first dream were a lot like russian nesting dolls and that are the, the russian nesting dolls are layers upon layers upon layers yes just mm. brought that to mind right wow. so just everything about this dream just has so many nesting dolls or just are just layers on layers yeah yeah that's really fascinating isn't it that in our in our dream, in my dream, there are levels of this dream that I know exist and I don't recall in my waking state. Right. But I refer to them in the second dream. So there, there's some some kind mm -hmm. of energy there that's yes. it's harder to bring back into conscious awareness, but it's there. Well, for me, it's goosebumpy that uh, when I allow myself to uh to to dream and i create all these levels of dreams and i only remember a little bit mm -hmm. of maybe two dreams right and yet all of this is happening i i want to circle back to this woman uh that i don't know right and as we've talked about before when people appear sometimes that that we don't know sometimes they are representative of it of of the gatekeeper for me to uh have a connection with and and so this person is talking about the dolls first is that correct yeah she starts showing them to me i think um let's see so this unknown part of myself and or this entity this gatekeeper uh is is uh re-reminding me is, is that the right way to say this about right. the dolls and, and about uh these other aspects of my dream that i'm not remembering yeah so she starts up like she said she's very impressed that i was able to see donna because i'm the only one that can see donna in the dream of my of the friends around me and that's when I say, well, maybe I could work as a medium. Um, yeah, so then she show, she holds up a couple of handmade, crudely, crudely sewn dolls and, and shows them to me. And I, I'm like, oh, yeah, those were from my dream. And then I realized once she's showing them to me, I'm like, oh, my God. They, yes, those were from my dream. But who knows? <laughs> I don't know. But I, but I think I remember saying those those are not really the dolls from my first dream. These are representatives of the dolls. The, that... the opposite that, that okay. I realized that the understanding is that is that these are the actual dolls from the dream, mm. not dolls made to represent what was in the dream. Okay. Thank you. But like they actually phys came into physical mm -hmm. form from the dream, which wow. <laughs> how amazing is that you know it's like you know dreaming of a flower and waking up with a flower in your hand you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah that's how it's it mind-blowing 
That's how it feels. It feels like, oh, these actually came from the dream. Pre cognitive so, flavor. What's that? It has a precognitive flavor to it. Yeah. Oh, precognitive. Yes. So, how does this woman? Uh, what? What? I, I'm curious. How? How? Who does she represent in my dream? Oh, good question. Um. She seems very friendly. She seems very approachable. She seems as though she has information that she wants to tell me. Kind of like, wow, you saw Donna. You know, you actually saw Donna. You're the only one who saw Donna. And then she's holding up the dolls and I'm like, oh yeah. And then I'm like having this conversation with her about how important this is, that it, act that it came through physically. And it seems as though she has information that I need to know. It's the best way to put it is that she seems as though I don't know she doesn't notice me until I I see Donna and then all of a sudden she's interested in me then it's kind of like she's oh. very impressed right she's like okay come on <laughs> I need to talk to you now I'm like oh okay <laughs> so oh, somebody, somebody with with um secret knowledge is the best way to put it a part of me in the dream that no secret knowledge. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, she's impressed, like Viviana said, this mm -hmm. woman is impressed. So in some ways, this dream, metaphorically and or literally, is a test, some kind of, right. you know, the, one of the meanings of this dream, which there are many, is a test. And I passed the test. This woman has been perhaps observing that part of me that is observing and and I've passed this uh, test. Yeah. So that tell and I get a little goosebumpy on this for everybody to know here. Uh, this tells me in my dream that I'm going to have more to, uh, there is more to come right. because, I have to show I am worthy mm. and, and it's not about self-worth. Right. That's, that's way, you know, to whatever. This is about, I have passed this test. I am worthy for the next level. And so I need to pay attention uh, because the dreams are coming. Mm. And it, again, this beautiful harmony of me my mother, my spiritual mother, I mentioned my spiritual father is Jeremy. Mm. And so I, I have this all within me. Right. So mm. all of this is needed to be there so that I can move into another level through another door, through another dream. Wow. In that sense, she would be a gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. right? threshold guardian she's got the mm -hmm. energy mm -hmm. to say all right mm -hmm. so you've mm -hmm. succeeded this level here's what's next mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i know i'm ready <laughs> better be careful what i say because <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> well, well i wonder what we would say about if this is a a um, an invitation to move deeper and that i am showing myself to be ready for this I, I I'm curious what the dreamer would say uh, about what I'm moving towards that I am ready for. Wow, um, it's a really big question. Um, I feel like I'm walking on the bottom of the ocean half the time, you know, because I work a lot with dreams and uh, work with dreams from people all over the world now. And I know I notice and see the connections between the dreams that I work with different people that don't even know each other and how the collective unconscious tends to put things like a beads on a necklace. And it's just sort of like, oh, this is the theme lately. <laughs> it's going to be about oceans now. We're going to dream about oceans. We're going to dream about whales now. Mm -hmm. And so there's an opening, I feel, 
that I've always, it's always been there, but I think, feel like it's, I, I'm even more aware of it now that the collective unconscious is stronger and more connected than any of us can ever fathom. And sometimes it becomes overwhelming because I feel as though, wow, you know, I'm just like this short little white chick from Kentucky, you know, <laughs> like, uh, what, what, why do I have to be the person that has all the, this information flow in, but it, but it, but it, it does come and it's there. And I'm, I'm, um, can anything good come out of Nazareth as the, <laughs> right? as the old scripture says about this strange, strange man. Right. Uh, yeah. So can anything good come out of Kentucky? <laughs> right. I know that's ancient history, but still that's where I came from. So, th so there's this kind of feeling of like, um, sometimes I'm very overwhelmed by it. Other times I feel very blessed. Sometimes I'm confused. Sometimes I'm weary and over just completely completely overwhelmed um because i mean i don't know if people realize i i do dreams like all the time i think you guys understand this because you know you know my work schedule and my stuff but it's like i have very few break i mean breaks in between and it's but it's as though i like i say i feel like i'm always walking on the bottom of the ocean so um if this woman who showed up in my dream with the dolls is a harbinger for for what else is coming i have to take a really big deep breath and say i need more vitamins or something <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need to start more energy drinks or something. It, it does it's because i i used to talk to jeremy about this all the time when we did individual work together um he would always say are the how are the archetype are the archetypes beating you up today billy <laughs> and i'd go yes and it, and it was just this idea that yeah it's bigger than us so much bigger than us they're larger than life so the more we touch up against these energies the more risk we run of being burned up let's put it that way mm. so that's how i feel sometimes mm. Just a little thing like that. <laughs> the adult doll is 10 inches long. Yeah. And the child doll is four inches long. Mm -hmm. Both 10 and four are very balanced numbers, I would say. It, and mm. five and five is 10 but it can be broken up in many ways. 10 is the wheel of fortune in Tarot. Mm -hmm. And four is the emperor. Mm -hmm. um, wheel of fortune is about cycles or the moon. And the emperor is power. Mm -hmm. Self-power. And maybe now's the time yeah. to jump into these layers deep in the water and pull out the different layers of the collective unconscious mm. as I peer through everyone's dreams. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. And there is a, my life tarot number is for the emperor. Ah, There's a nice. um, uh, calculation you can do with your birth year and it's, yeah. And you can, and I, so I'm an emperor. Yeah. Yes, Wheel of Fortune, I relate to that one a lot, too. It can be really good and really bad. <laughs> it's like, spin the wheel. At the, and it could be at the same time. Yeah, both and, yeah. Overwhelmed and confused and blessed and right. opening up to more depth in my awareness. Yeah, very nice. Thank you. And the ETs, mm -hmm. I, I wonder what my feelings are about aliens in general. Maybe 
any, maybe I'm ready for a, a, that kind of visitation too. <laughs> wow. Sure. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't turn it away. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I find it fascinating and there's got to be other creatures in the universe. It's so vast and goes on for, and there's, as they always say, there's so many different dimensions and layers of existence. I mean, who knows? You know, we could be sitting right next to something we can't even see because we can't perceive it. You know, that's the other thing too. It's like, it could be happening in many different ways. And that's how it felt when Donna appeared. It was like, oh my God, she's right there. She's been right, like, she's right here all the time been here all the time and I'm just kind of like look away and then I turn back and see her and it's like whoa um and the interesting thing was when I had the dream my husband was right next to me and he had woken up in the bed um in the morning and and I he heard me kind of going through this kind of crying and and mm-hmm. and uh, you know moaning and groaning and he almost woke me up because he thought I was having a really super bad dream and I said thank god you didn't wake me up because if, if he would have woke me up she would have just disappeared and it would have been f- finished but it was so real it was so incredibly real it felt as though she was just sitting right in front of me so and that was the other thing too like i said i and i've had this experience in dreams too where i'm the only one who can see something that nobody else can see and i don't know exactly what that how to what to do with that except that I feel like there's some parts of us that we can see things we we can be tuned into certain channels that other people are not tuned into and that's how I feel so yeah so extra I, I think that aliens and ETs are probably around us all the time but they're probably in a different layer and dimension that that I mean, this sounds wild and out there, but that's my belief is that, it, that it's kind of like, why do we think that they're just coming to visit? They're probably all around us all the time. We just let them paint it. You know, we, we don't have that. We're not tuned to that channel. We're not tuned to that vibration. Mm-hmm. And maybe um, they don't see us and we are around them all the time. And they're kind of wondering the same, <laughs> having their own versions of of these of their own dreams right right who knows everything's possible why why did she call them pavers is that really the name of a shoe i've never heard of that that's one of the most difficult is that that dream the a dream thing or is that a universal thing that's a dream thing hmm and using she that word excited about you know but again she didn't show a whole lot of, her face doesn't show a whole lot of emotion it's kind of like you know hey you know by the way i finally got my pavers and and i'm thinking and, and somehow there's an understanding that this means a lot at that her stage of wherever she is on the other side and i'm thinking wow the pavers and so it was that again it's one of those things where you know, with dreams, you just have to go with whatever you get and record it the way you under, you heard it and understand it. Made no sense to me, still doesn't make any sense to me, but it in the dream, it meant, it meant something. And I wasn't sure what, but something about, like you said, soul covering the soul. And this seemed important for her to let me know that she had achieved this milestone. I got my, finally got my pavers whatever the hell it means moccasins yeah they look like brought ups and i don't know but in my version of the native ways it's Mm. very you know we didn't have many clothes and and just having making owning gifting finding moccasins would have been kind of a big deal i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. finally have um warm feet or something so that protection Mm -hmm. yeah that's how it felt it was just kind of like a wow i got these 
Yeah, so what that word means to us in our waking world and what that word means yeah. in the dream world are obviously to me different. Um, and it, it does feel to me like this is a representative of something much more than what I'm even ready to understand. Uh, I, I, for me, I do believe it has something to do with the soles of my feet and the, this, the, uh, the, uh, a kind of, a, a a more of a vulnerability where I am now. I, I have more vulnerability. I finally got my pavers, mm. you know, in, in kind of a literal sense, I thought of pavement mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I need some covering so that my, so the pavement doesn't damage my feet, my soles. Right. Um, and um, uh, again, I, I just need to underline what my waking self is trying to understand is not close to what the dream self is trying to describe. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, it's like an, another language or something. It's kind of like, right. but it does, but it did have a feeling because she does. The first thing she tells me is that she had to go through a lot of obstructions over like, oh, she did say that I forgot about and cement, you know, like as though, you know, anytime we go around a construction zone, there's the cement dividers and there's, there's the big like, you know, big, huge sewer pipes and stuff that they put into the for the big um, you know, shop, shopping centers and stuff like that and and housing developments. So that's kind of like she had to climb over all that. And that that was the understanding in the dream was how it wasn't that easy. Like it wasn't like, oh, geez, I'm here. And then all of a sudden I'm at another on the other side. Like there was some kind of obstructions that took place. And mm -hmm. then the pavers seemed to connect to that somehow. Like now that I that it's kind of like the understanding was now that she had done all that. Now she got some shoes that she could use mm -hmm. and that was a, and as i said before that was a big connection between us and in waking life because um and she had bought wonderful you know high-end shoes i mean like much more wonderful shoes than i have ever purchased in my life so i have these kind of high-end shoes that you know but they fit me perfectly and that wasn't something we had very much in common she's like do you want these do you want these you know i'm like sure sure i'll take them so there was a um, connection with shoes for, for a long time. So, yeah. Well, again, this dream has so much and, and uh, I appreciated the reminder about in the dream when, now that I know Donna has, has died, uh, Donna ha is reporting about all the obstructions that I had to go through. Mm in in this transitioning process perhaps right and and uh i i again this is where uh, how can we interpret this literally and or symbolically and metaphorically and 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 so what kinds of uh experiences do we have if any post death uh, you know that we move into these realms and there's a heck of a lot of stuff to get through mm -hmm. in order for me to find my way and right. part of it is in the literal stories of people who have died and have come back sometimes they talk about um those kinds of experiences of what i must go through and and uh and you know it, it it's, it's like, you know, we don't know, we, you know, we don't know, no, we simply can only imagine. And so our dream creates this, and this could literally be true, or it could be, what are some of my, in my own transitions, am I going through that I have mm -hmm. obstacles to get through in order to get, you know, to the prize, to the pavers, to the shoes, to my soul, to these little Kachina dolls, 
what where all of this is fitting together for me wow beautiful yeah so are we ready to arbitrarily end this uh dream exploration wow it feels like to me yes because i think we oh you know one thing i was wanted to, I, that we didn't touch on maybe just a tiny bit is uh, when i walk into the house in the second dream um it's this gathering in this place i don't recognize mm -hmm. but there's all kinds of people lying on the floor with little blankets and yeah. and a pillow that's it and that randomly in different places throughout the house so i wonder if it's if i'm again there's a, a, a an element of nurturing of care donna was very nurturing and caring and i'm wondering if i'm continuing with providing myself with enough sleep do i have enough blankets to Mm. Uh, do the people around me are they are they being nurtured is there a need for more nurturing right it has a nurturing frequency about it and and i would add with the wonder of are these my ancestral energies these are people i don't know and they're kind of in this state of sleep mm. interesting wow yeah Ah, with both of that. Thank you. Yeah, I was kind of like, it's sort of like going in, you know, if you go to a dinner party and there's just the same people like somebody's laying there on the floor with a blanket and a pillow. And they're just, kind of, and what do you make a big deal about it? They're like, yeah, it's kind of the ultimate uh, overnight with yeah. everybody. Just sleep on the floor wherever you want. You yeah, know? sleepover. That's what I meant to say. It's the ultimate oh, yeah. sleepover. Or as a dream worker that's that would almost feel a bit normal or if mm. i it just reminds me of my esalen days and completely or even airports people i don't know it's just taking care of self um needing to sleep and and i actually have a pillow and a blanket that seems really cool <laughs> yeah that's great I, that's why for me it's a it's a nurturing or a feel they're not I, I don't feel like I'm freezing or cold. I have a blanket and I even have a pillow too. So it's comfy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My echelon days. Now that sounds inviting. Uh, echelon. Esalen. 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 I keep Esalen. wanting you guys at Esalen. Yes. We need to make that happen. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Or perhaps there's listeners who can interpret that and help us get there. Mm. <laughs> Great. Absolutely. So where am I now in my dream? Oh, me. <laughs> right. It's my dream. Um it's 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 unfolding in in different ways um you know it, like you said it's it's easy to just look at oh my gosh this is a um a visitation dream i'm so glad that donna showed up and that excitement and thrill and all that but to go deeper and see it from other angles and see other things that can ha that happen in the dream um yeah and the the dolls are always going to remain very interesting to me and there there's something um as you mentioned, there's something kind of um, shamanically important about that. There, that I think. Well, this has become a talisman for me. There, the the jade necklace, and so there's there's a lot of things. And the shoes can be a lot of power, right? And I do have a lot of shoes that I wear of Donna's often. I mean, frequently, like so. Yeah, and I have some of her clothes, and you know, different kinds of things, but. Um, it's uh, to take in un, uh, the understanding that that objects can hold power and can be imbued with power from a person or an event or an idea or a feeling. Um, so that I think with the part the part at the end with the dolls, but see what's really interesting about the dolls the way they're they're constructed is the heads are really tiny, like the size of like a dime, you know. And then the rest of the bodies are really long and skinny and and in a way that's that's some there's something metaphoric 
metaphor mm -hmm. about that too. It's like the head yeah. isn't that important, the, the mm -hmm. rest of it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah. So thank you for exploring my dream with me. I don't get to work on dreams, my own dreams very often. So thank you. <laughs> uh, when, when was this dream? Uh, March, March 23rd. Okay, gotcha. So we're into May now. Okay. Good. And Donna died, I think, February 8th, the mm -hmm. evening of February 8th. Mm -hmm. So about six weeks or so after she died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hmm. And she can, and pictures of her continue to show up on my iPhone. And most people that have an iPhone, you, you know, you get those memories, you know, it says, here's a memory for you from 2017, you know, and then it shows you a little slideshow. Well, almost every day I pick up my phone and there's a picture of Donna. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, I have lots and lots of pictures on my phone. So it's amazing that so often ones show up about from Donna, it's like just different random pictures. I love it. It's kind of like her saying hello. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's really great. Absolutely. Well, if someone really did want to get in touch with you, Billy, mm. where might one do that? Well, my website is wakeuptoyourdreams.com and I host um, groups and workshops throughout throughout the month, um, an evening group and an afternoon group and then and I'm getting back into the rhythm of twice a year hosting in-person dream retreats. Also, I help people learn to train as dream workers themselves. So wakeupyourdreams.com. Always at the bottom of the ocean floor, as she says. Right, broadcasting the, today. <laughs> yeah, at the uh, bottom of the unconscious or exploring. Deep unconscious. Mm -hmm. The deep. And Royce, tell us about RoyceFists.com and the geography of the soul. Okay, thank you. Mm. So that is my website, RoyceFists.com. And I am a spiritual counselor and dream worker. And uh, on my website, if you would care to go, you will uh, see that uh, you, you can um, receive a 30 minute free consultation just to see what more of this kind of dream work can do. And as one journeys through creating meaning and beauty in our lives, uh, how spiritual counseling can be a part of that journey. And also on the website, there is uh, a, a button for your free introduction to the book, the geography of the soul dreams, reality, and the journey of a lifetime. And that book is going to be uh, released in late summer. And uh, in the meantime, uh, reading the intro may prep you. And also uh, on some social media, as I get reconnected on TikTok and Facebook and other places, uh, we'll be, I will be uh, talking more about uh, the release of the book and some of the contents in that mm, that's great mm -hmm. that's a wonderful book i highly recommend it so download those first few pages mm -hmm. and uh yeah we will all anticipate the release of the book <laughs> you can pre probably pre um eventually you can pre you can pre-order pre order yes yeah. eventually but not not yet not quite yet. Mm -hmm. But well, you can send me list... an email <laughs> and I'll keep you on the list. Sorry, I was interrupting. No, no problem. If you, the listener, have your own dreams and would like to, to dive into them, we suggest you write them down. Uh, keep some paper or iPhone somewhere to write. Every when you wake up, just write the dream down and then call them in to the dreamer hotline. I'm going to give you the number. It's 720-573-9195. Again, 720-573-9195. We'd love to explore your dream with you. If you'd mm -hmm. like to come on the podcast or just have us 
riff on the dream off the cuff as we do. <laughs> uh, my name is Viviana, and I can be reached at viviana.org, V-I-V-I-A-N-A.org, backslash magic, M-A-G-I-C, where I offer tarot, astrology, and sound healing, and some dreams. I have some live in-person dream groups. We are the Healing Dreams Project podcast. We'd love it if you'd send us a little review on Apple Podcasts. That keeps our ratings higher. Also, we are on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all over the place, Spotify, YouTube. We are here and love talking the language of stories and symbols and metaphors and archetypes. And until the next time, happy dreaming.